Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Our cat is is uh, purring very loudly. She's snoring. I mean, let's call it what it is. She's snoring <laughs> underneath the chair. So if you can I'm, hear I'm that. I'm concerned she has sleep apnea. Apologies. Sleep cat apnea. Cat, cat apnea. But how will we buy her her special sleep, a- cat sleep apnea, clapnea medicine? Well, it's thanks to you, uh, beloved listener, because this is the last day or at least since on Friday, it's the last day of the Maximum Fun Drive. That's right. That's right. This is We are uh, on a pledge-supported network. That means that our shows happen because of people like you that listen to these shows and um, say, this is worth supporting. This is worth being in the world. You know, I was tweeting about last night how uh, I feel like this model for supporting creators is really the only way to keep everything from being owned by, like, one monstrous media company i love the mouse do not get me wrong crazy about the mouse <laughs> but it is kind of nice that there are some people that are not directly employed by the mouse uh and we f- we love that support and we appreciate it um and this is the time of year where you do it and if you if you can kick in uh it's like monthly donation levels they range from five bucks all the way up to 200 bucks a month um and we have gifts uh at every level in between um but if you can just do five bucks a month right now, go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate. If you can do five dollars a month right now, you're going to get access to over 225 hours of Boco. That That's much? That, that much of bonus wow. content. Boco. There's some there's some really good stuff in there. We've done an episode before uh, about Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. Yep. We've done an episode where we went to a pharmacy. And made fun of the stuff that didn't work. Yep. It's good. This This time we recorded an episode that's all about not medicine, just a no medicine episode bonus just for you. Uh, and you'll get access to all that at $10. You can get a great Provax Sawbones pin designed it's by Megalyn Cott. Just the best pin. Best, best pin. Uh, I upgraded our donation this year so I could uh, score one. Um, but uh, if you if you like our show uh, and you support it, statistically speaking, about 9 out of 10 of you have not uh, kicked in. And that's fine. Uh, I get it. Uh, but if if you're able to, um, please don't wait because this this is the last day. It's just this on Friday. Um, please don't wait. Go to maximumfund.org forward slash donate and uh, help us out. Thank you. Thank you. So, Sid, what are we uh, what are we talking about today other than uh, raising money? So uh, I thought we would do something a little. It's kind of special. I think. I think it's special. You think it's special? Yes. Yeah. For our Max Fun Drive, our second episode of the Max Fun Drive, uh, we always talk about on this show uh, people in the past who have sold fake medicine or fake medical ideas or diagnostic tests or that kind of thing. Like people who made a career off of pushing stuff that isn't necessarily supported by any evidence or science or maybe just plain old fake. Mm -hmm. And we usually call them snake oil salesmen or women or people, snake oil salespeople, if you will. And we talk about them like it's a like it's something that went away. Like it's just uh, something that occurred, you know. From antiquity. Right. Back when, before the FDA and before stuff was regulated and that nowadays we don't have that anymore. And it occurred to me that we do. We do have people who push ideas and therapies and treatments and diets and things that aren't necessarily supported 
by any scientific evidence. So I thought we could use this episode today to talk about a couple of those of those people. Modern day um, snake oil salesmen. Yes. People. Salespeople. Salespeople. Oh, progressive. Bring the term into the, <laughs> that's the right. modern era. I love that's it. That's right. Uh, I, that's the, hey, it's 2019. Women can sell snake oil, too. <laughs> yeah. Great. Excellent. Good. Yes. Uh, but some of these, uh, we've gotten a lot of emails about some of these, um, some of these people. And so you probably have heard of them. You may already know some about them, but we're going to, we're going to get into them a little bit more. You can make the argument, by the way, that like, I understand, I would understand if there's always a worry about like amplifying or elevating, you know, people mm-hmm. like this. But I, I really do believe that like the only cure for this stuff is to drag it out in the light. So when someone else mentions something, you can just be the annoying person who's like, no, 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 wait, 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 hold on. I know a lot about this. <laughs> well, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of people out there who are pushing pseudoscientific ideas, especially in the field in uh, like nutrition. Yeah. There are, there's lots of misinformation out there about nutrition. And I think that the reason is that it, we don't have a single answer for everybody right, right. now. Right. Like right. we, we can't give everybody that just do this and you'll be healthy forever. We have some ideas of that, but people are different. And, Other than drink water. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. But, yeah. So uh, anyway, I I wanted to start off talking about Ben Greenfield. Okay. Justin, what do you know about Ben Greenfield? I know that um, he rose to our attention because he got on some anti-vax stuff and you kind of um, stuffed him in a trash can on Twitter. <laughs> I know that. Uh, if I, I tried to find, I found this very odd. There is no Wikipedia page about Ben Greenfield. Yeah. You know, that has to be added by people. Well, I mean, he's, he's worth like over a million dollars. Like I thought, yeah, I don't know. know. He seems like a prominent figure in, uh, the biohacker community. Mm -hmm. That is, that is where he, he has risen to prominence. He's written like 13 books about largely about diet stuff, but also about exercise training, um, he's like an elite athlete and he's into high performance, everything. If you read his bio from his site uh, that it, that I assume he either wrote or approved, he approved this message. He it starts out. He was a complete nerd. Oh, man. Yeah. He uh, he was president of the chess club and he played violin Love all that. Yeah, he this is good so far. He graduated at fifteen. He started college at sixteen. Yes. Um. He's, too. He Doogie. studied, huh? Doogie too. Doogie, Doogie too. Exactly. Doogie. He studied all kinds of science stuff: anatomy, physiology, biomechanics, pharmaceuticals, microbiology, biochemistry, nutrition. He rose to the top of his class. Uh, he graduated and he got into what did he say? Six different medical schools, but he decided not to attend any of them. Yes. And instead got his master's in exercise physiology and biomechanics. That, can we stop for a second there? Yeah. You could draw 100% parallel between that and classic snake oil salesman. That yes. is a classic, like, the, it's the it's the exact, like, I, I didn't study at the medical schools. You know, I, I learned, you know, out here working with, with real people. You would hear that line all the time. I mean, aside from the people who just said they were doctors. But, like, this is the next best thing, right? Right. The implication is... I could have been. I could have been. I just had too many big ideas. Well, and that's kind of where he he lives is like this idea that he's beyond that. He has moved beyond what medical school may have had to offer. Right. And you know what's hard is that when you get into like the early years of Ben Greenfield, uh, he he really he's he was probably I mean it seems to be a very talented athlete. Um, he's been in a bunch of triathlons and sounds like he's done very well and initially he wrote books about training you know about how to train to do these really tough athletic competitions and i'm not gonna sit here and quibble about that because he he got a master's in exercise physiology i assume he knows something about that mm-hmm. uh, i am a medical doctor i am not an exercise physiologist so i'm, I'm not gonna argue that and i think if he had maybe stuck to that he wouldn't, well, he wouldn't be the subject yeah. of our podcast. It would be our show. 
But the thing is, he wasn't satisfied with just talking about exercise physiology. From there, he had to move into diet, which I think is a natural progression for a lot of these like athletic kind of people. They they start talking about what they ate, mm-hmm. which I mean, and when you get into like his nutritional advice, it's not that radical. He recommends a wide variety of diets. Honestly, like if you look on his on his website, he will say like maybe you want to try this, which is sort of a low carb thing, or maybe you want to try this paleo thing, or maybe you want to try. I mean, a lot of it is. Uh, centered around limiting carbohydrates sure. and increasing your protein and vegetables and stuff which like that. Which will probably work. Which is fine, yeah. Whatever you're going to put on it. Which is fine. I'm not, I, again, these are not things that I'm arguing with. And I think you can take somebody like this who's trained really hard and performed really well in athletic competitions and say like, well, they probably know a thing or two about maybe training or maybe food. Right. But that wasn't enough. He's had to move past that. Okay. And the thing that, that, as Justin said, called him to our attention initially is that he he has, well, he has a website and he has a podcast and then he writes a lot of stuff. On, he's written a bunch of books. Uh, but he has had anti-vax guests on his podcast and he's read some books about vaccine propaganda. And now he has started to tweet about vaccines and how they cause autism. Oh, no. Uh, he went on to try to defend those to say like, well, I mean, they do save a lot of lives, but they have a lot of adverse effects. So we need to address that. Of course, these, uh, uh, first of all, it is a lie that vaccines cause autism. They do not. Which is untrue. It's a lie. It's a lie. Period. And I don't think we should say anything like, no, he's spreading a false information. No, it's a lie. Right. Uh, secondly, they don't have many adverse effects. They have incredibly rare adverse effects and more importantly they do save lives he is accurate about that they save millions so he's right about that part of vaccines no no he's not right because he said they have many adverse effects that we aren't talking enough about no i mean we don't need to talk any more about them than we do they're incredibly rare and they save millions of lives uh so because he started talking about stuff that i would consider out of his wheelhouse Mm -hmm. he came into your house right out of exercise land the gym if you will, <laughs> stepped into your house. I did not go into exercise land to discuss with Ben Greenfield his exercise and diet. He right. came into medical world to tell me about vaccines. So I started looking into some of the stuff that Ben Greenfield uh, sells. And by sells, I don't mean like necessarily literally sells. Um, he sells ideas on his website and podcast. He is also sponsored by a lot of the companies that do this stuff and and working with doctors that are proponents of this stuff. So I'm not saying that he has like he he's not coming to your door with a carpet bag full of these things. <laughs> <laughs> but in essence he's selling them. So he seems very into testosterone, which I would say a lot of these like athletic kind of people are, right? Like pushing the idea. And part of this is true there is a place in medicine for testosterone therapy. Um it is not nearly the cure-all that a lot of people, we could do a whole show on that, yeah. that a lot of people say it is that all you're lacking is testosterone and that if you take it, you're going to have incredibly huge muscles and all the energy in the world and the best sex of your life and all the things that people kind of pin on testosterone. That's mm-hmm. not true. And I would talk to a doctor before you ever consider testosterone replacement. And I always think that that's, that's like on the, that's in the gray zone. You're pushing a medical treatment, like as if it's, this is the most wonderful thing in the world and you all need to go to your doctor and ask about it that mm-hmm. can have severe side effects and is not appropriate for everybody. So I think he's not, that's not necessarily all the way over into like, don't do this territory, but right. he's straddling the line with that. Right. Well, the, well the, the hope would be that the person's doctor would be like, no. You don't need it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're, if I check your testosterone levels and they're appropriate, then you don't need it and taking it won't do anything for you. Right. And I don't see him saying that, but that's, it's a lot of people on the internet. Uh, he thinks nicotine is a great cognitive stimulant. Correct. He recommends that. Now it's great. Now it's good. It's a good appetite suppressant too. But do you do you would you recommend it? I would not because of the other parts. What's the other part, Justin? The cancer and stuff. <laughs> well, the addiction. The addiction and just for nicotine, you're talking about some uh, heart disease too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As a side effect of yes, 
of using it can be dangerous. And the addiction is a big problem. Right. Yeah, it's an yeah. addictive substance. Yes. So I don't think I would uh, go on record recommending that mm-hmm. myself. Uh, he, I saw that he likes to endorse a lot of uh, their labs. And we're going to get into this in the second part of our show a lot more, where you can go um, order, <clears throat> like you can send a company some of your blood and get your own panels of various labs back. And he has various ones that he endorses. Uh, I'm sure he has like deals with some of these people. I would I'm imagine. Sure, yes. I would imagine. imagine. Um, and he he endorses this idea. And some of these labs that they do are um, like food allergy panels and sensitivities and all kinds of that that kind of thing. Like, like looking for whatever the cause is, like looking for something that isn't there. And they, and a lot of these labs can be very expensive and. They, some of them are not very reliable, like they're labs that as a physician, I wouldn't necessarily order because I know without all of the other data Context. to support it, right. this lab could be easily misinterpreted and it has a high false positive rate and all this stuff. And, and this isn't, and you know, if you don't have all of these signs and symptoms, you shouldn't order this anyway, because it's going to waste your money and your time and you got blood drawn for no reason. And anyway, he endorses that. And I think there's a lot of problems with that idea. The idea of just getting random labs on yourself and then you get the results. And then what do you do with them? You try to like make sense of that information and, and you end up Googling it and you find lots of misinformation on the internet or you take them to your doctor who like half the time I'm looking at him going, where, what are the reference ranges? Where are these from? What are the values? Who, what is this lab? Is this lab legit? I don't know. So it's really hard for your doctor to interpret sometimes. So I I would say that's not, again, this isn't in the range of like he's going to kill people with this information, but it's not good medical advice. He does push the idea that vitamin C is a cancer treatment or preventative, that one way or another vitamin C will kill cancer cells in your body. So I believe his his plan was to get like a vitamin C infusion. Like was, that was the tweet. Sunny day. Yeah, Great just regard. drink, just chug some Sunny just D. Chug some Sunny D and cure your cancer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This has never been supported by any evidence as as like a cure for cancer in the body or a treatment. Wait, then uh, why is preventative? Because um, that these are all pseudoscientific ideas that you can find pushed by various uh, people who sell things and will well, treat you with things, but they're not. True, but if somebody's going to get paid for them, that you're going to find somebody who will say it's. Well, and there's also if you have like this is the goop thing too, right? Well, part of the goop thing, if you have a lifestyle blog, which looking at this guy's site, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, it's like a it's a health and wellness destination. You can call it biohacking, but it's wellness, wellness. Um, you got to fill it up with something, right? Like you got to mm-hmm. have an article every day that 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 is there generating content. It doesn't necessarily matter if it's, um true <laughs> right and and he gets and he'll get the guests on his podcast are a wide variety of people who say they're experts in things but either don't have the credentials or they do have their credentials but they're pushing ideas i mean c- that are totally pseudoscientific i mean that's the that's the other thing is like just because somebody is a doctor on your show saying something doesn't make them right right i mean i don't i don't say all this stuff off the top of my head i go and look stuff up again and research it again and make sure that I'm up to date and know the latest stuff. Um, for instance, I saw that he was pushing kava, which is an. Uh, what is that? That's like the. Um, oh man, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Is it um something you like? Chew. It's an alternative. It's an herbal thing that can be used for anxiety. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, what I've heard it, about it is in some in some cultures. It's a very uh, popular like. Uh, kind of like we would use alcohol, like yeah. something to chill you out, relax you, or actually to treat anxiety. Um, and kava for a long time was thought to be linked to severe liver disease. As we have done more studies on it, we found that it actually probably is not hugely responsible for severe liver disease it, unless you're getting uh, stuff that's not prepared correctly or you're drinking a lot of alcohol with it and you're using a, a whole lot of it. So it's not nearly as dangerous as we used to think it is. I'm still not saying everybody should just go take kava all they want. Right. Um, but I don't think it should be maybe criminalized over alcohol. You know? Yeah. I would say that 
that's not a fair distinction to make. So like, I'm not going to take him to task on that because I know better now, right. you know, Sydney from 10 years ago may have, but Sydney knows better now, but that's because I look at science and studies and research and evidence and not just what sounds good and buzzy. Um, he sells a lot of supplements, of course, through, through uh, Keon is his product line. And uh, among them, there, a lot of them are the usual stuff that, you know, like protein and things that, that like fitness, nutrition people sell. Among them, one that I found interesting was goat colostrum. Oh, interesting. Justin, do you remember what colostrum is? It ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good. No, it's great. What is it? Colostrum. Mm-hmm. It's the first milk the first breast milk the first breast milk the first stuff that comes out the really nutritionally dense concentrated stuff that that comes out of breasts in the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the breastfeeding journey just that good choice goat stuff uh except for he sells goat colostrum it's 50 dollars a bottle so you can just buy that Poor baby goats. I don't know why. What about the poor baby goats? I know. know. Save that for the baby goats. I'm again evidence. Just, I mean, colostrum's good for babies. It's great for babies. If you if you imagine, are you a baby? (laughs) Hey Ben, are you a baby? If you imagine a world in which our bodies have evolved, I mean, okay, either you believe our bodies were intelligently created, or you believe that they evolved over time. Either way, can you imagine a creator or a evolutionary effect that would make it so that we're supposed to look at goats that give birth and immediately think like, I got to get in there. Mm-hmm. I got to get some of that stuff and just wheeze it straight from the mama goat because that's what my body needs. My body needs that colostrum probably from that it goat doesn't. right now. It probably doesn't need that. Like it probably needs all the plants and lettuce all over the ground and all that stuff. And it may need the goat, like, itself, maybe. But, like, it probably, you probably aren't intended to get in there and just, like, pull off that first, <laughs> that first wheeze of, of goat milk. <laughs> he, uh, he, he does something. He got live, he got stem cell injections. So just, um, they were adult. There, there's a whole new thing. A lot of studies have been done. It's not new. It's been since the 90s. Uh, where we're, they're trying to find alternative sources of stem cells because of all of the ethical concerns surrounding the use of fetal stem cells. So there have been a lot of scientists trying to find other ways to get them from adults, and we found that there are cells within adult bodies throughout the human body that do have the potential to turn into different tissues. They're not necessarily as uh, as plastic as, like, as like stem cell stem cells that can turn into any tissue but they can turn into a variety of tissue so there's been a lot of research into this like are there ways to take these stem cells sort of stem cells these cells with some potential from adults and put them into heart tissue or lung tissue or uh pancreatic tissue in the case of diabetics or you know is there a way to use these to regrow tissue and so this is captured the imagination of a lot of people who want to stop aging and just generally like fill their body with new cells that's really the idea is like i'm just going to get these stem cells and fill my body with new cells and be young again it's like a death becomes her kind of sure thing just like regenerate your whole body so he had stem cell injections done live um like on it was a canadian sports network but he got so much they got so much uh feedback from the scientific community on this episode saying this is dangerous there is no evidence for this this is unsupported uh injecting stem cells in your body unregulated we we don't know what all that's going to do to people uh there's still like i said this is still an area of active research so we don't know that there are any benefits or if there are, what exactly they would be. But we're worried about the possibility that if you inject these cells, that they could be, they could cause um, tumors to form. Mm-hmm. That there is, is there a possibility that these could cause cancers? We don't know. Uh, we don't know all the reactions to these stem cells that you might have. Um, there's still a lot of a lot of concern about how safe it is just to inject cells into the body period mm-hmm. um and i found like the place that he advocates for the u.s stem cell clinic and like 
among on their website, you can find like their rebuttal letters to the FDA where the FDA has written them with concerns about their practices. And they're like, but here's our rebuttals to them. So you can see these two, which all sounds a little sketchy yeah, to me. And again, this is not an, an area where I'm saying like, we just don't know. We have no idea. Like none of the science backs this up at this point. Certainly not just like random. Just give me a big, big old shot full of stem cells. And I'll be young again. There's there's no evidence for that right now. Right. Um, and he's just advocating like, yeah, go do it. He, he tells you as of like yesterday, he was telling people where clinics are that they could get this done. I mean, this is he's still advocating this. Um, the big thing is that I found that he uh, he is involved in the fake cancer cure uh, arena. Um, he advocates things like metal detox and metal chelation, where you get metals removed from your body to try to treat cancer. Um, all of this is, this is fake. This is nothing. This is nothing. Um, and this is true, too, at a, uh, a clinic that he recommends. there. So you can go to what was called the Paracelsus Clinica Alronk, but it's thank goodness it's changed its name because I felt like that was a betrayal to Paracelsus yeah. that it was named after him. Um, I love Paracelsus. So he has he has this two week detox retreat in Switzerland at this clinic, uh, and you can go and you can get, um, I mean, here let me tell you some of the things you can get at this clinic before I get into the fake cancer protocol. So he's going to give you a liver detox, which if you haven't heard it on the show before. You don't need to detox your liver. Your liver and kidneys detox your body. That's what they do. Please don't do the detox of any kind. Um, you'll get things like massages nice. and nutritional advice, and that's fine. You'll also get hyperbaric ozone treatments. Bad. Nothing. Nutrient IVs. Just eat. It's a food. That's nothing. Um, you And they'll do live blood analysis, which we've talked about before, is not... Uh, recognized by any legitimate labs as a as a real thing that you do, and they'll they'll look at your blood and tell you that you have all these problems, and then they'll do this two week thing, and then they'll look at your blood again and tell you that they fixed it. That's that's how this works. They do colon colon hydrotherapy. Um, they will do reflexology. Good nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's only nine thousand dollars a person. Dang, a bargain. Yeah. Now, if you want to do the three-week stay, that's going to be uh, $20,000. Um, and he does it in, in conjunction with Robin Openshaw, who is Green Smoothie Girl, <coughs> who oh, yeah. cured asthma with um, raw food, plant-based diets, alkaline foods, and vibrational energy. Mm. 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 She had 21 chronic diseases, and she cured them oh, with her man. smoothies. And you oh, can man. go to this uh, retreat. Those in are good smoothies. And have all this done. In addition, they have a whole cancer treatment protocol. <laughs> That's right. So if you have cancer, they recommend you can come here. And uh, they have a diet that you can go on, um, which includes avoiding hazelnuts. I'm really out. Um, I love those little guys. And then a lot of the same stuff we already talked about, like vitamin C is in there, ozone, colon hydrotherapy, all about colon hydrotherapy. Got to get water up the colon. Got to get water um, up that butt. Come on, guys. Don't cupping, you be healthy? Cupping. cupping. This is great as hits. Uh, and the, the, so this clinic will do all this for lots of your money. Um, you won't be any better off again. And a lot of these therapies, it's like we've talked about before. They're pushing stuff that maybe it won't kill you. Maybe it's not like in inherently the most dangerous thing in the world, but they are, they're having you come spend your money on that instead of traditional therapies would be the worry. Like that if you're going to spend all this money on that, you're not going to go get chemo or radiation or surgery or, or see an actual oncologist for your cancer diagnosis. Um, so I feel like he's, I feel like that he's fair game as a snake oil salesman because of his association with stuff like this. And he also has a bit about water on his website, uh -huh. his thoughts on water, his thoughts on water. His thoughts on water. There are hundreds of toxic chemicals lurking in municipal water supplies. Uh, he, he believes that the chlorine that's in our water is causing asthma and dementia. 
Sure, yeah. And that fluoride is an endocrine disruptor that can affect your bones, thyroid gland, pineal gland, blood sugar levels, and have major adverse effects on your brain. What an absolute goon. Can I just, we are running like incredibly long on on this segment, but I do need you, no, 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 I do need you to go back up and address something. You talk about his podcast. Mm -hmm. Did he legitimately have a breatharianism supporter on his podcast? Yes, he did. Are you kidding me? Beyond fasting, can humans survive on air and breath? An introduction to biohacking the body with breatharianism by pranic breatharian Ray Marr. Oh, my God. This dude has never been so hard to curse on this show. Are you kidding me? Ah. I didn't listen to the whole episode. I don't, I'm, I'm, I I know he had him on there. I'm not going to say that, like, maybe at the end he goes, this is all fake. Just kidding. Anyway, you do need food. Bye. This is absolute. Oh my, Sydney. The thing is, like, he, he's, he's putting all this, you're painting all this with the same brush. Here's how to exercise really well. Look at me. I'm very fit. Do you want to look like me? Here's what I do. Okay. Okay, sure. Here's a diet that I follow that works for me and I feel good and I'm healthy and I'm in the shape I want to be in. Okay. But then he, all this other stuff, he just throws on there as if it's the same, as if breatharianism and, which means you don't eat food or you just, you live on air. It's absolutely. Hey, can we not talk about this guy anymore? Are you done? Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about him other than, like, I mean, again, here's the wild thing. He's, this is he's, not he's some... selling, he's pushing the idea that vaccines cause autism that makes him a public health threat. And in addition to the past, see also, read above the past half hour. Yes. Like, okay. And he's very popular. Well, he's like, that's the wild thing. This isn't from 150 years ago. This dude's on Twitter right now. Yeah. Like he's just doing his thing out there. Yeah. This anti-vax stuff was from last month. It's wild. It's wild. Anyway, so if you see that cat attached to anything, he's full of absolute doo-doo. But you know what's not? The Max Fun Drive. That's right, folks. This $9,000 for a week at a fake clinic or five, ten, twenty dollars $20 a month to support great podcasts that help like push back against the darkness. Think of all the goat colostrum you could buy with that, though. Imagine. (laughs) Folks, if if you can uh, spare a few minutes, let me tell you about the the rewards, because everybody loves that, right? $5 a month, I already talked to you about bonus content. $10 a month, you get a pin. You can choose whatever pin. You don't have to do our pin. I just think it's the best. Uh, Design by Megalyn Cot and the the bonus content. If you can pledge $20 a month, you're going to get a puzzle. Max fun themed puzzle and a 10 uh, and also the, uh, the pen and also the bonus content $35 a month. You get a beautiful engraved mug with max fun logo and the puzzle and the pen and the bonus content. Um, this is a network where your donation, uh, 25% of it or approximately goes to the network to pay for, uh, we have sales reps. We have uh, hosting fees. We have all the, all that staff that pay salary for. Uh, and then the the other 75%, you pick the shows that you listen to when you cho- do your donation, and then it is split among those shows. It is go- you directly supporting creators um, with your money. And it is, I think, the best way to keep the stuff you like free and independent. Like, it's why we are able your donations are why we are able to um, offer this show for free. Like Sydney puts a lot of work into every episode. Um, it's, I mean, hours upon hours of work. And I also am on the show. And uh, it, it, I had to go down a deep internet black hole for this episode. I come, y'all, I come home and find my wife in tears um, every other week, at least from <laughs> researching this program. Um, and I I think that that kind of hard work is worth your is worth your money. Um, not everybody can donate. I completely get that. But by if you are able to by donating, you keep the show free for everybody who can't. And I mean, I I think that that's and 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 it, you help it keep existing. You know more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Sid, do you have anything to add? I feel like I've been bloviating. Well, I, I mean, I think I think media. you've said everything everything I would. I just. 
we really appreciate if you are somebody who who donates to the network we really appreciate it you've you are helping us continue to make this show that we really care about all of our shows but this is the one you're listening to uh that we really care about and we really think um has some value to to put out into the world and make available to everybody and um i think it's nice that if you think something is is valuable and worthwhile and you are in a position to help support it to to do so and it's made our lives personally better and i think made our art better and helped us make more of it yeah so if you can maximumfund.org forward slash donate our goal uh, for this year is sitting is at 25,000 new and upgrading donors. We are currently sitting at 21,832 and we have the rest of the day to do it, folks. We need to grind it out. It's we possible. Can get there. We can get there, but we need your support. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Sid, who else do you have for us? So the other, the other uh, snake oil salesperson that I want to talk about this week is Elizabeth Holmes. Now, she is the subject of movies and documentaries and podcasts and books and all kinds of stuff. So I don't think I need to belabor the story because you probably are familiar with it. But just in case you aren't, because actually, Justin, you weren't. No, I had seen or knew of it, but did not know yet. I just wanted to get into a little bit of of the the medicine side of this, like what she actually did. So in case you're not familiar, she uh, Holmes is from a line of, of successful, wealthy people. And initially she seemed poised to be another successful wealthy person uh her father was vp at enron and then he had positions at like the epa and usaid and all kinds of places her mother was a congressional staffer her grandfather was a physician who established cincinnati general hospital and the university of cincinnati med school and her grandmother was heiress to the fleischmann's yeast fortune wow. <laughs> what a diverse background i mean not diverse but you know you know uh she went to stanford she was all into the School of Engineering. She was all ready to change the world. Uh, she dropped out to pursue her own company and started when she was 19. So a prodigy is wow. by all outward appearances, a prodigy. Uh, she started her company Theranos, which is a portmanteau of therapy and diagnos. Theranos. Theranos. It sounds Greek. And her, her goal was a worthy one. Her idea was that healthcare needs to be more available to everybody. Uh, it needs to, she wanted to democratize healthcare uh, more so by providing a quick, cheap blood test for like everything, essentially. Okay. Uh, she said her fear of needles helped motivate this idea that she could, she could create a machine and a process by which you could f do a finger stick. So mm -hmm. just a teeny little prick contain that would that would collect a nano containers that's what she called it nano container nanotainer sorry nanotainers worth of blood <laughs> make on the pork man toes huh yeah that's that? what our daughter charlie calls them I she calls them pork man toes pork man toes it's adorable uh but anyway she it was a half inch little container nanotainer and she would use it to collect a finger stick worth of blood just a couple drops of blood and then you could run like 70 different studies on this single little drop of blood now when she initially pitched this idea to some physicians at her school some lab people and experts they all said the same thing that's not possible you can't do that that's not a thing that can it's a great idea it can't you can't do that and not in the way where it's like oh but nobody could ever do that it's more like well no that's just not how it works uh, but she wasn't buying it. She decided she was going to do it. And she made something called the Edison machine, which was a secret piece of machinery, secret piece of technology that uh, I nobody to this day is quite certain how it was supposed to have worked. Or okay. what it was, but even people who read the patent said, like, they still didn't understand what it was supposed to do. Or I mean, like, I gave you the general idea, but how it was going to accomplish this goal. Um, and that they were, this machine was going to use, was going to do this. Uh, she created this company, Theranos. It was based around this machine and they came up with this whole website with like 240 different diagnostic tests that they were going to run eventually. Mm -hmm. They had like a whole menu of diagnostic tests that you could go search and they were all listed by price. And they were, I will say, looking at their prices much cheaper than those tests at like 
our lab, for instance, or most hospital labs, I would right. say. Um, but you could go and you could buy whatever test you want. Uh, the Edison was supposed to only do immunoassays, which are tests that look for antigens or antibodies. So there are tons of lab tests you would have done by a doctor that wouldn't that wouldn't fall into that range. But the Edison was supposedly just the beginning of this. Um, by the way, it was called the Edison machine because of Edison's famous quote, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Mm. She said this was their 10,001st one. Great. So. So it worked. So the Edison machine. Uh, No. <laughs> no. But hold on. Hold on. You might want to know how is this different, this machine that can take a drop of blood. It's important to know that traditional lab tests need more blood because, uh, for one, there are different kinds of tubes. Have you ever noticed that they collect your blood in different tubes? Yeah. If you've ever had blood taken? And they have different colors on the top of them usually. It's because they have different things in there that help keep the sample in a certain condition to run it. So, like, sometimes we're looking for stuff that's just in the serum and we don't need, like, the blood like the clotting factors and the blood cells and that kind of stuff. So we have stuff in there that will make your blood clot and we'll just take the serum. Sometimes we have uh, something that we need to keep unclotted to check for certain things. So we have like anticoagulants, anti-clotting things in there. So mm -hmm. there are different tubes have different things in it depending on what tests we need to run. So it's kind of wild to think that you could take a couple drops of blood and then run tests that need opposite preparations mm -hmm. on it. Um, uh, in addition, you you just need more to do most things. From those single drops of blood, it's really hard to run a lot of these tests that they're talking about. You just need more sample. You can dilute it to to get to like make it go further, but you uh, create more opportunities for error every time you dilute out a sample. Mm -hmm. So it's it's bad. It's bad practice. Um, she raised millions in venture cap capital, though millions, millions of dollars. Of and course, she, she got people like like Henry Kissinger was on her board. Again, five dollars a month. Next <laughs> five dollars a day night. She became friends with Chelsea Clinton. She was named a presidential ambassador for global entrepreneurship by President Obama. Uh, I mean, she was in with everybody, like everybody who's important in business in technology and Silicon Valley and politics, everybody thought she was a genius. And everybody likes to talk about she modeled herself after Steve Jobs. She would like wear the black turtleneck. Sure. And Me she too. Was, Me too. There's nothing wrong so far. Uh, she got her company was estimated to be worth 10 billion at one point. Hachi -machi. She got a deal with Walgreens to put uh, what were called Theranos wellness centers in all the Walgreens where you could go get your blood collected in the nanotainer and get the tests run at the Walgreens. We'll get, the get it collected at the Walgreens and sent to the lab. The thing is, the machine didn't work. Oh, well, that's less than ideal. Like, it didn't work spectacularly. Like, it, like pieces of it fell off. <laughs> like, doors on it wouldn't shut when that's they needed not, that's to. That's like, not great. Like, it did not function. Um, and all of the testing, all the, like, data that she would show people to try to prove that it worked was only internal. It was never like verified by external sources. Um, and she wouldn't let anybody in to like check it out and prove mm -hmm. that it was working. I mean, initially like nobody, it was just people were investing without even seeing this thing or seeing evidence that it was working. Um, she, uh, when you sent your samples to Theranos initially, the people who used this service as it got out there, especially like through Walgreens and everything, it was being processed actually using traditional lab machines. Mm. So they were like just using Siemens as the big maker of a bunch of lab equipment. They were using Siemens equipment to run the labs. They weren't even using any of their fancy supposed technology. Um, the only test that the FDA approved using the nanotainer, using the little finger stick method was for an uh, herpes test, which theoretically, like because of the way you can do that test, you could use a small amount of blood because you can like get some DNA from it and amplify it. So you don't need a lot of blood for that. So like theoretically, that is possible. But that was the only test that they ever approved using the nanotainer. The rest of the time, do you know what they were doing? What? Just drawing blood, just the regular old way. They weren't doing the finger stick. So you would go to these Theranos wellness centers sometimes and like just get blood drawn. You know, it's and wild. then sent to a lab that just did basic lab tests on you. You know, it's wild. This kind of thing happens every time a field, I think, is moving quickly, too quickly for other people to, like your Obamas and your Chelsea Clintons aren't going to 
go in the lab and see if the technology works, right? It's that sure. it's the assumption is made. There's a guy named Michael Fien who was actually a, a fugitive named David Kim Stanley in the dot com uh, bubble who created this technology called Pixelon, and it was going to be this is in like the '90s, and he was going to stream video when no one else was doing it, and when and he got all this investment, and when he streamed video. Uh, he was just uh, like playing a video off a hard drive and he wouldn't let anyone look at the technology. He wouldn't let anybody test it. When anybody asked about it, he would fire him. So it's like that. The windows for this, I think, exist anytime that technology moves really fast. And I think that that's where we're at with health technology, right? We're like, it's moving so fast. Who can verify if it is working or not, right? Like, Well, and that's that's exactly what she would do. It, it Like anybody who questioned any any of her employees who would come to her and say, this isn't working, she'd fire them. And so she created this like bubble of silence around it that. Which is the exact same thing. I mean, it's the exact same thing as the Greenfield thing, just the exact opposite approach, right? Yes. Like there is a window here to, to rip people off. I'm going to go for it. It's like Fire Festival. It reminded me a yeah. lot of Fire yeah, Festival. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not that far off, actually. Uh, so she lied about it. She misled people. She created fake results for Walgreens to, to get them in on stuff. Like, they were, they were just fake results. Yeah. Uh, she lied to investors about the money stuff, too. So not only was the lab stuff, the medical stuff, the technical stuff not, not really true, but there were all kinds of inflate, like inflated um, projections and things. All the, the money stuff that I don't understand as well. Mm-hmm. She lied about all that, too. So she came under fire from the FDA, from the SEC, from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and eventually the FBI. Uh, there was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, John Carreyrou, who talked to a bunch of whistleblowers and did this huge undercover investigative report and then eventually published all the results in 2015. And everybody figured out what she was up to. In 20- our, our heroes. Yes. Yes. Right. He, he is the hero of the story. In 2016, she had to throw out two years worth of test results. So everybody who had gotten test results from their company in the last two years, she threw them out and said they don't, they're fake. I mean, well, they're unreliable. I don't know if they're real or not. The blood, you mean? No, she told everybody, if you've gotten oh. any results from us in the last two years, you can't rely on them. I thought you were saying she threw out a lot of blood. I thought, no. man, Dracula's <laughs> going to be stoked. Uh, but then she, you know, that same year she went to the American Association for Clinical Chemistry annual meeting and announced that she was making a new machine called the mini lab mm. same idea 160 microliters of blood run up to 40 tests including a zika test because that was so hot yeah sure. zika was so hot sure gotta get it in there uh but this wasn't going to be in stores this one was going to be in places outside the lab but in the hospital sort of like a NICU, like a neonatal intensive care unit okay it's a great great group to target there that's a, that's really going to get the sympathy from people um but by this point, nobody was buying it. So things continued to crumble. Theranos uh, came under fire, eventually like lost all of its money, lost all of its investors. I think it officially started dissolving this past um, winter, fall, mm. winter, September, October, something like that is when it started dissolving. She is now facing multiple charges of fraud, possibly 20 years in prison. Um, and the company is is defunct, essentially. Um, it's interesting, though, because uh, part of it is how does this happen, like you said, where it's just amazing to me. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Nothing worked. And everybody just believed it and put millions of dollars into it. Um, two, it's probably best if you let somebody who knows something about medical science <laughs> advise you on what lab tests you need. I mean, I do. I, I, I believe everything should be cheaper. It's all way too expensive. The cost of these labs uh, at Theranos versus the cost at a hospital. I understand it's egregious the how much you're upcharged when you get labs done um, at at any not just a hospital, but hospitals. Those are the highest. It's egregious how much they cost. They shouldn't. But at the same time, there is it, it does not help you just to have giant panels of random labs ordered willy-nilly like it it, you're going to get information that you can't necessarily use or that you didn't need or know what to do with or might take you down a totally wrong road as to what's going on Um, like I noticed among the tests they had one for Lyme antibodies interpreting Lyme panels is incredibly difficult and they're often wrong and so just ordering a test for Lyme disease randomly and from an un reliable lab and then just getting the answer even from a reliable lab we don't know if it's right i don't know they just they're it's really dangerous and you're at huge risk for getting ripped off and misled 
And uh, it's really important that somebody who understands the implications of all this helps you decide what tests you need. It should be a joint decision. Well, this has been grim. <laughs> has it been grim? Uh, at least Theron is, uh, at least she, she's going to jail. <laughs> Probably. That would be nice. I don't think That's Ben something. Greenfield should go to jail, honey. I just think he should stop giving medical advice because he's not a doctor. Uh, yeah. I That's mean, all I'm saying. I'm saying you're an exercise physiologist. By all means, talk to people about exercise. Yeah. Stay in your lane. I guess he doesn't need to go to jail. Just get back in his lane and delete your website. And, um, delete all your accounts and become a hermit. Um, <laughs> This has been uh, Sawbones for the Max Fun Drive last episode. Again, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. I'm not going to, I'm going to save you the whole spiel because honestly, time is short. If you appreciate this program, if you appreciate the work that we're trying to do to help spread reason and science and tamp down uh, in, in our own little way um, the lunacy. <laughs> uh, then uh, please kick in a few bucks a month. It, it really helps us out. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever you can comfortably do. Um, and don't put yourself out. It's still, they're still just podcasts. But anything, whatever you can comfortably do, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to the taxpayers for the use of our song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. You know what I realized? The taxpayers... Uh, website link that I've had on, on uh, Libsyn for 100,000 years uh, hasn't worked for a while. So uh, I have a new link that totally works now to their band camp. So you can download songs there. Good job, Justin. Hooray! Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.